So today is the feast day of St. John Bosco. It's actually an obligatory memorial, which means the priest has to celebrate it. He doesn't have a choice. And also known as Don Bosco, he was born in Italy. It's really an amazing story that touches home very personally for me. Um, he was born in 1815, died in 1888. So anyway, um, his story, just briefly to tell you about him, because again, this one touches so personal to me. Um, he, his mom is venerable um, as she was widowed, uh, but she chose to stay celibate. She raised him on her own and he went into the streets. He was um, tough. He, he went out to meet young men in the streets where they worked, but also where they played. And he used his talents. God gives me talents and he did tricks uh, to capture the imagination um, rather than straight out evangelizing. It seemed to draw more interest. And sometimes God will use that. So he used what they call gospel magic. Now, this is not magic calling upon, you know, spirits or something like that. Um, it was using magic to basically attract the attention of the youth to engage them. Uh, now, people will say, oh, well, that's bad. No, actually, in 2002, John Paul II declared him the patron saint of stage uh, magicians. So for entertainment purposes to make a string cut in half, all of a sudden be tied back together, that's stage magic. And even John Paul was entertained by that. Um, now, if we get into the magic of Harry Potter or something where we're getting into, you know, the occult, then that, that's, that's, that's wrong, that's different. Now, he's the patron saint also of editors and publishers, school children, but also juvenile delinquents. So if you have any one of those in the family, he's a good saint to pray for. Now, today is his feast day, but I'm also offering the mass for my sister. Um, you've heard me mention my sister from time to time. Today is her birthday, and um, happy birthday to my sister Pam, I'm offering the mass for her. And I always think of her a lot on this day, um, this day being her birthday. And I've, I've said before, you know, on times that what a good sister she was. Um, you know, she always gave in whenever we grew up, you know, whatever was on television or what game was on or whatever show. Uh, she just always seemed to be so unassuming in the background, a very beautiful example of what a Christian should be. Um, you know, my dad, I would have to say, spent more time with me because of our interests in hunting and fishing and sports. And obviously that wasn't her thing. So I look back kind of sadly on that and it kind of pains my heart a little bit, but she just kind of quietly remained in the background, as I said, uh, growing up. Uh, she was married, but after 24 years, some of you have heard me tell this story briefly, um, her husband um, left her. Um, he had a second life, uh, telling her he was working late, gone weekends, gone evenings, telling her he was working and really wasn't. He um, had an affair. And to say that she was devastated was beyond belief. Um, it, it, she was beyond devastated. But 
I think what she did realize and what I always teach is love is not an emo just an emotion. It's an act of the will to choose to love someone. And, and obviously her spouse didn't. But the woman that he left her for, and um, her first name was Lisa, and I mentioned that for prayers for her. So there's this woman named Lisa that my brother-in-law left my sister for, um, and they got together through this affair. And it was so troubled that they were at a train crossing. So here's my ex-brother-in-law in the car with this woman named Lisa, who he left my sister for. And they're sitting in the car at a train crossing, having an argument. And all of a sudden, this poor soul jumps out of the car and dove in front of the train and literally cut her in half right before my ex-brother-in-law's eyes. I can't imagine witnessing something like that, but even more so, I can't imagine the pain that this poor woman must have been going through. And um, when my sister found out, she to this day prays for this woman every day. Now, it would be not a natural thing for you to be able to pray for somebody who was the cause of the end of your marriage, to pray for somebody who was the uh, reason that um, your husband left you. Well, I, I shouldn't say that because he was really the reason that he left, but for my sister to continue to pray every day for this woman, it's not natural, it's supernatural. And I remember asking my sister, how do you do that? And she said, well, it's, it's obvious that this woman is in need of a lot of prayers and she needs a lot more grace than I do. Um, from my broken heart, she needs a lot more grace and in and, and, and prayer. So she would pray for this, this, this lady. And it was just such a Christian example to me. Um, you know, and so it, it, here, I, I always say this, I, here I am the priest, but she taught me more uh, about being a Christian through that example of forgiveness than I think anything I've ever seen. And um, a powerful example, um, you know, she now works and, and she takes, helps take care of my mom um, and my dad too, in many ways, it's very important. So. You know, I, I always say, God bless her innocence uh, and, and her self-sacrificing. Um, but anyway, after the divorce, I bring this up because she didn't date. Um, she stayed celibate, just like the mother of St. John Bosco. Um, she really was too hurt. She, she just didn't find the right guy. So she gave up a life and became celibate, turned to a life of celibacy. But anyway, um, we always know that God brings a greater good out of even a bad situation. What ended up happening is, is something really interesting in our family. Um, my dad, seeing that my sister was lonely, um, but not wanting to find or not able to find the right man, um, found her the perfect male companion. He found her an adult, yellow lab and he was a big um, 
quite a character, big old pooch, and um, absolutely this big yellow lab needed a home. And so my dad got this dog for Pam, and she absolutely fell in love with this dog. Um, what a dog he was. He was uh, courageous. He protected her, protected the house, even took on a whole pack of coyotes uh, that were around. And uh, boy, he got chewed up real bad, but, but he took on the whole pack of coyotes. And, um, you know, we, we, not shortly afterwards, we had to have him put down um, because we got him when he was an adult. And um, Pam had a lot of great times with this, this, this big yellow lab, this dog. Um, he really helped her to rebuild. I think this is one of God's gifts to us, you know, in, in our pets, for example. And I always say on this day, because it's her birthday, I always say, St. John Bosco, please pray for my sister Pam, because that dog's name was Bosco. And I, I smile because how did God put all that together? My sister's birthday today on the St. John Bosco feast day and the way that God gave her a little help to get through her tough time was sending her a big fluffy yellow lab named Bosco. And so to see how God works in these little ways is always um, encouraging. Um, you know, St. St. John Bosco is a great example. Uh, you might see the, the famous painting of the two pillars um, that has a ship going in between. That was a dream of St. John Bosco. And the two pillars um, are Mary and the Eucharist. Mary, the help of Christians, is one pillar. And Jesus, um, uh, or the Eucharist, is on the other. And it's interesting because these are the two pillars of St. Faustina's spirituality, Mary and divine mercy. And divine mercy is the Eucharist. And so those were the two pillars, Mary and the Eucharist. And that's why we Marian fathers, I always say more than any other community, focus on those two spiritual weapons, Mary and divine mercy, divine mercy in the Eucharist. And so, um, you know, in the diary, Faustina actually talks about uh, seeing dogs and, you know, they could be, they were wolves, they can be of, of the bad dark side, but then they can be like Bosco, um, a gift from the Lord to be a companion. And so um, praise be to God that God takes care of us. But, uh, but St. John Bosco had visions also of a dog. I don't know if you know this, again, how this all connects together. St. John Bosco had visions of a dog throughout his whole life. And he had a companion dog with him that he actually believed was his guardian angel. Now that's not church teaching. Um, your guardian angel doesn't reincarnate as a dog, but John Bosco believed that that companion in the form of a dog that God sent him took care of him like guardian angel. And I always like to think today on the day of my sister's birthday, that God also sent her, like John Bosco, a dog to be a companion, to be able to help. Um, these are part of God's creation. And what a gift that we have <clears throat> from our God um, in, in a gift like that. I, I, I do say, though, Lord, you know, if there was one person in this whole world that I think took the Lions' loss in the NF, uh, NFC Championship game harder than I did. It was my sister. <laughs> she, she wanted to see the Lions win that game. 
And I think she took it probably harder than I did because we've been for 43 years suffering Lions fans and they came so close. They were so far ahead. They were winning that game. They ended up losing. But then I realized, okay, Lord, this is a chance to show us that we can't be attached to anything too much other than you, including a dog. But sometimes you give us a dog and maybe someday a Super Bowl. I'll, I'll tell the Lord, bring one for my sister. Bring one for my sister, a Super Bowl victory. But God gives us little consolations throughout life. Don't ever think that they're replacing God. They're not. They're gifts of God to give us little consolations to see his beauty and his love for us in all things. God bless you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.